Welcome to the Save Your Marriage podcast, dedicated to all the men and women out there who are going through marital problems and want to save their marriages. Here, we give you tools, perspectives, and insight into how to save your marriage and have a thriving marriage. This podcast is sponsored by The Fortified Spouse. And now, here's your host, Arturo Henriquez. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode. Thank you very much for listening. I just want to invite all the men and women out there to book a private, complimentary call with me. We will talk about your particular situation in private and give you lots of guidance and put you on the path to restoring and saving your marriage. Just go to www.fortifiedspouse.com forward slash call. That's C-A-L-L. And as you know, through this podcast, I'm trying to give you strategies and understanding mindsets and tools to help you save your marriage. Today, I want to talk about what I think are games that couples play. There's always a power struggle in a relationship, and it turns into games or we uh, akin into games. You know, years ago, back in the late 60s, early 70s, there was a book called Games People Play, and understand that when this author was talking about games, it was not about having fun playing games. It was communication tricks. It was ways that people were doing communication patterns in not so healthy ways, and also thought patterns in not so healthy ways. Well, the fact is that couples do that all the time. Couples get into communication patterns that are not particularly helpful and not particularly healthy. So I realized that one of the things that might be useful for you is to begin to think about these games because you may be playing these games with your wife and your wife may be playing these games with you. Now, understand these games are not games that you choose to play. You didn't set out to play the game that I'm going to describe. Those games develop in the dance of marriage. When you're with somebody long enough, you learn how to play the role and how to move through the dance steps together. The problem is sometimes those dance steps aren't particularly helpful or healthy. And these are particularly true with the games that couples play. So let's talk about the games couple play. The first one is to prove your love to me. Prove you love me. Prove you love me is a game that couples play when they are trying to get the other person to show how much they love. And they can do it in lots of different ways. Do you read my mind? Do you understand when I don't say things? Do you react in the right way when I have an emotion? Because if I don't, I'm going to read it. Or if you don't, I'm going to read it as you don't love me. And so to prove your love me, you know, puts me into a standard, a height on how somebody has to prove it. And it can happen lots of ways. Prove your love to me by how much time you spend with me. Prove your love to me by how many gifts you give me. Prove your love to me uh, with the sex you give me or don't give me. Prove your love to me with affection. Prove your love to me with letting me do what I want to do. Prove your love to me in so many different other ways that usually are about giving up something for me so that there really is no proof. Now, there's some interesting pieces to that. One is that that proof means that you don't trust or your your wife doesn't trust 
the law. Otherwise, there's no reason for the, for the proof. And there's the game. Part of this is you're trying to prove something because you don't trust something is truly there. Because the spouse is constantly feeling like the love isn't there. And so that's the irony of that game. When you play prove your love to me, what ends up happening is your spouse feels like they can't do it. So part of the reflection I want you to make, do you ever play the prove your love to me game? Does your spouse play the prove your love to me game? That game can begin to cut from underneath the relationship because there's no way to get to that place where somebody says, oh, okay, I finally feel it because the proof always gets to be a higher mark. Prove it to me always grows higher and higher and higher. The person who wants proof will quickly discard the proof and ask for more proof. So there's an ever escalating level of what it takes to prove that love. And that's where this game falls apart. You're constantly trying to prove something that shouldn't have to be proven. You've already made that promise along the way. And if there's a reason to prove it, you might want to look at why that has to happen. Is it an insecurity that there's, that's based on lack of love in the past? Or is it just a place where prove you, you know, your love to me really gives you power? That's one of the things you're going to notice about these games. There's always a piece of power behind it. And that's the dance of power. That's the power dance that couples always play. That's one of the things that's always embedded in these games is who has the power. So let's talk about the next game, which is You Owe Me. Now, You Owe Me comes in lots of different ways, and it also undercuts the relationship. You owe me, sometimes it's because I married you, and so you owe me because I did that for you. I took you out of your family, or I took you away from wherever, where I didn't really want to get married, but I did it for you. That's what you owe me is. Sometimes it's a, you owe me for what I do for you. And sometimes that gets really mixed up around our sex and intimacy issues because prove you love me and you owe me can get really tightly bound into that. Right? I had sex with you, so now you owe me. And, and the feeling of, hey, I did this for you, you do this for me now. That's really lopsided in a relationship. You owe me is, as you can see, linked into that proving part. But it comes from a different level. The proof you love me is from a place where I need the, that proof. You owe me is a leverage point that I'm using to get what I want. It's really manipulation. It's control. But notice there's a very common element in both of those, which is it's about two individuals pulling at each other, which leads to our third game. I'm in charge in the name of that game. Notice how often both people play I'm in charge. I'm in charge as I get to make the decisions. I make the most money, so I get to call the shots. Or I'm in charge of this part of our family, and so you have to fall in line. The problem with I'm in charge is that sometimes both people are vying for that position. And that's a problem. The second one is the other person didn't say, I agree, you can be in charge. In other words, somebody has assumed it without being chosen. And even if it's chosen, even if you sit down and say, okay, you're in charge of that, I'm in charge of that, sometimes those rules change over time. But there's something more subtle that's coming through these games, and that is the role of fear. I'm in charge often comes out of a place of fear because you need to be in charge, in control, 
in order to fight back the fears that are there. You owe me is also based in fear, a scarcity, a lack of things that somehow the other person has to get to an even point, a ledger, a balanced ledger. And prove you love me is definitely rooted in fear, a fear of not being loved. There's a central piece that is missing in all of that, and that is what I call being a we. Being a we for me is the role of a marriage. That is the goal of a marriage. Now, nobody tells you that. Nobody tells you that little secret when you get married. They kind of do. They talk about two people becoming one body, and so the imagery is there, but we really don't understand that. That is a psychological reality of when two people come together. If they don't get to that place where they're, you know, we are a we, we are in this together, we are a team, then they begin the you versus me. It starts out as you and me. Every marriage starts out as you and me, and you're working to become a we. But if that doesn't happen, it becomes you versus me, and eventually it usually ends up being me because at some point it falls apart. The goal of marriage is a we, whether you knew it or not, which is why I'm in charge is kind of an irrelevant point. We got it. We have to get through life together. Now, it doesn't mean that both of you have to do and make every single decision together and that both of you have to be there for paying the bills uh, and both working and both taking care of the kids all the time or every other detail of life. But you both have to be on the same page, on the same frequency, moving in the same direction, knowing that there are places where you need to view this as a we are in this together. There's no I'm in this. It's we are in this. I see this as us in the process together. There's a team there. I've got your back. We're in it together moving forward. What you'll notice also is a problem in our fourth game, which is take care of me. Sometimes take care of me is one of those ways that we feel loved. Somebody would play the game of being weak or sick or helpless or something else. They need help. And so to take care of me begins to be a game. Now let me be clear that there are times when we all need help and there are times when we in a marriage have to be the caregiver because someone is actually ill. They're sick or they're helpless, right? There's an illness or an injury or something is happening and you have to take care of your partner. But what I'm talking about is this is when it comes becomes a permanent feature that they take care of me as a permanent place where one person is always having to do the taking care of and the other person's always taking care of. So in that process, there's an imbalance that begins to grow. And it's not based on an illness. It's not based on an injury. It, it shrinks the capacity of the person who has to be taken care of and it traps the person who has to take care of. And that's where this begins to be a very tourism pattern. Now, let me first tell you that there are a lot of people who find somebody else because they match. One person wants to be the caregiver and the other person wants to be taken care of. And they match in the beginning and somehow those two pieces mesh for a while. But generally, one of the other person gets tired of that role over time and that role begins to defeat them. So take care of me is not so much whether it happens here or there, but whether it becomes a permanent feature of the relationship. In a great marriage, when it's time to take care of someone, it's done lovingly and willingly.
what I'm pointing to is where it's in it's not a point in time but a role that's concrete a role that can't be escaped both people have a place to play in that and neither can escape that particular role now the fifth game is you need me I need you and the problem with that is the need part I don't really believe in a marriage that there's a I have to have this person you need me or I need you as much as it's in I want to be a part of your life and I want you to be a part of my life let me also be clear here that there is also an interdependence that comes from being that we there is a place where we join together as a team and become that place where you see things together so there is an interdependence and yes you may need each other to finish the parenting task and to finish the financial task and all the other parts of life but I need you that comes from a personality piece from a psychological perspective it comes from the neediness where the line from a movie where the person says you complete me well you complete me somehow means that you're incomplete yourself and the first place where we bring in a we is having two whole people bringing their best selves to the relationship and the problem is a lot of people don't realize that they are whole they miss that part they miss the fact that they've already got that and so they put it on the other person to complete them that's not the capacity of a relationship so what happens is if you're playing these games well you may already have felt the pressure of that you may already have felt what it's like when there's constantly someone saying prove you love me you may have already felt the pressure of you owe me feelings how do I pay back that person you may already have struggled through the control issues of I'm in charge one person or the other wanting to be in charge and that feeling like control and it feeling like there's no way to be equal partners in that you may already have felt the struggle of gosh why do I always have to take care of this person or why am I always being taken care of how can I become an adult and how can you find that place where it's two adults coming together and how do you escape the neediness when the neediness kind of bleeds out you know eventually somebody outgrows it these games that couples play are the ways that you watch the beginning points and then the difficult points of a relationship as it gets into trouble the way through that is to recognize that the real goal here is to love each other to be loving to get to that place of being a we if you're playing these games at a minimum recognize that it needs to change thank you for listening now I want to introduce you to the Fortified Spouse program that has helped thousands of women and men just like you save their marriages with an 85% success rate. It is based on four fundamental pillars. One, gain the tools to reconnect with your spouse. Two, understand the differences between men and women so we can appreciate and be more empathetic with our spouse. Three, learn how to gain inner confidence so we are no longer codependent on our spouse. And four, deal with our insecurities and triggers so we are more emotionally in control and not as easily triggered. If you're interested in learning more about these tools to immediately stabilize the marriage and postpone and delay the divorce or separation or win your spouse back from an affair, then go to www.fortifiedspouse.com and enroll in the program. 
It is going to change your life. It is going to make you the best version of you, and it has the highest probability of saving your marriage. You have been listening to the Save Your Marriage podcast for men and women. For further information, visit The Fortified Spouse at www.fortifiedspouse.com. Thank you. Thank you.